0: Hey guys, welcome to Bag to Boardcast, episode number 502. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that
1: comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the
2: past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward
0: to coming out November 30th. 2022. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, I've created a brand new game to bring to the guys. Boys... Oh, it's not playing it now. I I don't know. Hold on. on. Okay. okay. He's going to play some. Let me do this. He's 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 going to play it. Then we follow it up with our rotating main topic. We're going to pretend like we're editing all that out. We're not going to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're going to head into our weekly rotating main topic, which this week we've got a brand new game that I'm bringing to the boys. And, boys, what? It's time for the elevator pitch. Ooh. <laughs> oh. A game that they don't know how to play yet is going to test their quick thinking and their ability to bullshit on the clock. So, wow. you'll want to have pen and paper ready, boys, because it's going down. <laughs> I downloaded a soundboard just so it could have an elevator sound effect.
1: I'm going nice. to use it a that's lot.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> you know what really helps me be quick witted and think on my feet?
0: Beer. It always
1: helps, right? Yeah, and guys, it's yeah. a Christmas miracle. Actually, it's not a miracle. It's just a Christmas variety pack that's uh, brought out <laughs> by Clown Shoes every year. And uh, for the past, this is our third year in a row. Doing <laughs> the third is right year. Idea. Yep. Uh, we're we're drinking the twelve beers of Christmas from Clown Shoes. And this is uh, their limited release pack where they actually have, I guess, re- limited released uh, labels on all these cans. I think the first year Except we did one. it. Except
0: for one. Okay. Paul was getting up to get his beer while we were already talking about this, which is fun because that's how you know we're all on the same page about stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, I think the first year we did it was in definitely in bottles, right? I believe those all cans. It's it always been spank- yeah. cans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then I don't know, but this is. Uh, but we're starting off with reindeer games, a Bavarian IPA, and this is I think seven point two percent alcohol by volume. I seven percent, seven percent. All right, and uh, they only go higher from here uh, for th- for today. For tonight, it's, I think tonight. Yep, seven percent. There, it's over on the left hand side.
2: The yeah. can.
0: What do you guys think about it? Uh, I went to check into it on Untapped, and I saw that previously I had put this at a 2.75. I've, I bumped it up to a 3. I think this is very nice, very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is one that I've enjoyed the other two times that we've done this. I have no idea why I would have put it at a 2.75. This is this is fine. Like This is good.
2: I, th- I think it was just that, Chris. I think because it was just fine— Mm-hmm. And I think you liked it better the first year and the second year you were kinda like, meh by it. Yeah. But I think too <clears throat> if what you were drinking was maybe different, stronger, or better that second time or that if you had it following a better beer, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be no. great. Because yeah. it is, like you said, it's fine. It's average. It's it is what it is. It's a little west coast.
0: It's very sweet on the malt. Yeah, it's definitely a yeah. like, it hides that IPA-ness <clears throat> of it well because it's a lot more malt-forward, I think, than that hoppy, uh, which which I like. I think this is an IPA that you could give to someone that's not into IPAs and just tell them, like, oh, you know, it's a German-style beer, and they'll be like, oh, okay. And then <coughs> bait and switch, haha, psych. There's an IPA, son.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. <clears throat> I think. <clears throat> I don't know what I rated this before, but I would probably put this at a three. Yeah. It's 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 not bad enough to be a under, under a three, but it's not something I would... It's not like every time I pick up this pack, I go, ooh, Reindeer Games is in here. Every time I pick up the pack, I go, oh, I wish Reindeer Games wasn't in here because I've had it. And the yeah. reason we did choose to do this again this year is because... They have a lot more different beers. They had more yeah. different beers that we hadn't had than what we'd have previously had.
1: True, and I th- yeah, I Go ahead, Bob. I because I remember last year us kind of being like <coughs> down, really down on the pack overall. I and mean, being like, I don't know if we are going to do this again next year. And I really didn't think we were going to be doing it again. But then we Johnny saw the list and they're like, no, this is going to be a better year because honestly with Reindeer Games I'm like oh man is this like am I going to just get a bunch of like middling IPAs in here and middling pails and not you know Christmas beers like I know we give like you know uh, Sam Adams shit for packaging up uh, Boston Lager Lager. Lager in there but at least there's the Cherry old Fezziwig there's also a what a cherry wheat in there too probably yeah yeah cherry wheat but cherry wheat is still delicious <coughs> yeah,
2: but like, is it's it to say that, I don't think it's it's coffee. fine but
0: I mean you could say the same thing about this because <laughs> yeah the only thing about this that makes it a Christmas beer is the fact that it's called reindeer games yeah and it has a reindeer on it as part of the twelve beers of Christmas but I think everything in here is still well a yeah, we'll a decent see. offering like. It's not just yeah, like I a, this is a beer <clears> throat> throat> in there, you
2: know a shaky start the f- The first three beers that we're gonna have tonight are ones that we've had each year in this box. okay and I think after this the only other one we've had is space cake is in it mm-hmm. but then they have like they have is it the
1: different types of space cake again. No, no. It's- okay thank goodness. Yeah.
2: Um, but then they have, like, the uh, the um, Sombrero Coffee Porter, but it's a mm-hmm. coconut version. Like, oh, nice. everything is different. And then the fact that they have the, the BlazeCon Unicorn. Ooh. It's not the barrel version of the beer, but it's mm-hmm. um, that Imperial Stout, which we've loved mm-hmm. barrel age. It's got to be good just on its own, don't you think? Um, Hope so. <clears throat> but, yeah, like... And I was even saying at the top of the show, like, before we recorded, do we want to skip these three or mix them in at a different point? But, yeah, well, let's this, get them out of the way That's now. how it was
0: last year, too, though, because I think last year it was a very slow start, but then at the end it was all the big boy beers. I think it was, like, all the heavy stuff was at the very end, so it was a lot of episodes of us doing, like, oh, this one's 9%. Oh, now this one's 8 <laughs>
2: Yeah. I don't think I think the seven percent is the second lowest ABV in the box. I think there's like a Mexican lager that's in there that's probably at four or five. Everything else is like
0: seven and up. Because I think before they also had the uh, the mango colt in there, if I'm remembering correctly, which I might be wrong. I don't know. Um, listen back to episodes from a year ago to to find out. But guys, let's get into an episode. Of the Bag & Board cast. And yeah, as and- as we always do now when we start off with The Week in Geek, a bit of sad news. Uh, again, because celebrity deaths are just happening left and right now. Uh, this one, al- not that any of them are ever expected, but this one definitely <laughs> surprised me. Jason David Frank, a.k.a. Tommy the Green Ranger, or Tommy the White Ranger, or Tommy the Red Ranger or Tommy the Red Ranger, or Tommy the Black Ranger, depending on when you came into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, fandom. Uh, Dead at 49 for apparent suicide. Yeah.
2: Interesting, because he seemed like he was somebody who definitely always came back to Power Rangers, but also had a love and passion for it. And... There's a a movie that's going to be coming out that he, they did a Kickstarter for and it's more of a mature Power Rangers but they're not calling them Power Rangers because they don't have the rights. Mm -hmm. Um, But they filmed it and it'll be coming out before, um, uh, I think, by the beginning of next year.
1: Hmm. I don't... (sighs) It's it's really surprising because it's you know deemed a suicide, and I don't know anything about you know the actor, but I was always surprised to see that he was always back in like new versions of Power Rangers. I'm like, okay, this guy is, is eking out a living. He's he's doing what he can. He's doing what he maybe I'm hoping he enjoys it, but maybe he was just subsiding on all of it and just, you know, not loving it. I don't know. Like,
0: it's possible and we, we won't know what was going on inside his head, but it really, really sucked.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry. Sorry, Tommy. At least you were able to get out from Rita Repulsa's sway <laughs> and be a hero. Dude, I have
1: to. I have to say that was a cool story arc <clears throat> because honestly, for me and fourth fourth going and maybe fifth grade, yeah, it was like
0: third fourth grade. Maybe,
1: like that's the first time I've seen like a long form story arc like that where it's villain turned hero, you know, or hero, but is he really a hero? No, he's actually a villain. Up oh, now, he's going to become a hero. Like that was cool. Like.
0: Oh, and like the excitement oh, yeah. when they brought him back then as the white ranger. Because, mm-hmm. like, they get this, yeah. this ranger pops up and it's like, oh, who's this guy? And then he takes his helmet off and like, it's Tommy. And Tommy was always the coolest one. Mm-hmm.
2: I just love they're like, man, who's this green ranger? And then, like, he walks by dressed all completely in green. He's like, hey, guys. And then, like, keeps walking and, like, he's hunky. I don't like him. Why do you think he's dressed all in green? I don't know why. Are, why am I dressed all
0: in red? kid um, it's a show. complete <laughs> complete sidebar. Have you seen the Key and Peel? Wait, skin? wait,
1: wait a second. Wait a second. He was dressed all in green.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul just thought they were all wearing various forms of brown. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think it's called like Thunder Falcons or something, where it's like the Power Rangers spinoff. I'll send it to you guys. I don't want to dwell on it now because we got a show to get into still. Um, But on the brighter side of news, we actually got a late night announcement from over at the Walt Disney Company where they fired CEO Bob Chapek, who was not a favorite of anybody within the company or fans of the company, uh, just due to his policies and the way he was handling stuff. Uh, Over the past couple years, Disney's become very we'll say grabby when it comes to, to the money. Okay. Um, and he's okay. a, a key proponent of that. Well, no, not this isn't one of those kinds of stories, la- um, <clears> There's, <throat> <throat> but also just, well, you never know with CEOs, a general, never. like uncaring of the brand and how things have been handled before. So, uh, Dizzy is bringing back former CEO of 15 years, Bob Iger, uh, for two more years, uh, to help write the company and get things back on track and under control, which is crazy because Iger originally announced his retirement back before COVID happened and everything shut down. But he stayed on through COVID just to help steer the company through. And then once everything was over, that's when he officially walked away from the company with Chapec in charge. And now he's like, I'm back, baby. Give me my didn't, money. Didn't he already like even before when he
2: he was said he was gonna retire and then it was like five years later that he yeah, actually he kept, did he like kept going. And he just kept,
1: I think he just, wanted to retire and then Shanghai like one of the Disney parks like one the was it Shanghai Disney? was getting opened and he wanted to see that through uh, yes. The end. They
0: were in the process of building Shanghai Disneyland and that was the thing. It was like, oh well, you know, we started this giant project, we're gonna keep going. And then after that I was like, okay, well, you know, we're still looking for someone who's gonna be able to step in and keep up like with the pace of the And company. then it was
1: then I think it was like some one other merger happened. Like and he's like, well uh, that I guess the see Fox th- merger, merger they wanted to see I
0: gotta see this
1: yeah. I got to see this merger through first, and once that all settles, then I'll retire. Like he always had a big project it's, going. It's
0: basically the uh, the long goodbye. Uh, right. he's heading out the door. Now,
1: now, can I ask this? Now, I don't know if the, this is. I wasn't bringing this up in Weekend Geek, but for the past couple of weeks now, uh, there was some reports from Bank of America. What was it? Bank of America or Chase, who holds a lot of uh, debt for Hasbro. Mm-hmm. And there was a like an open letter or something that came out saying, hey, we do not like how Hasbro's handling Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. right now. They're thinking that they're kind of killing the brand by doing all these crossovers and all this other stuff.
0: That uh, you, I think that For that, it's a lot of overprinting of the product mm-hmm. um, and just like a flood of mm-hmm. cards coming to the market. So nothing's really special anymore because... There's a lot of printed demand, a lot of supplementary sets, like there's a lot of stuff coming out. And even Magic the mm-hmm. Gathering fans are kind of just over it because you don't have to buy everything to play. You just buy what you mm-hmm. what you want, what you need, but it is a collectible card game, and a lot of people do have that collector's mentality where it's like, well, I have to get yeah. I have to get this because who knows what the next Black Lotus is going to be coming out of it. Um, um
1: Also uh, Hasbro announced that they were going to sell One Entertainment, the you know entertainment studio that they set up to release such classics as Battleship. You know the classic, the classic movie starring uh,
0: Liam, Neeson. Liam I Neeson. Was he in it? I think so. I, I, I think yeah. so. I never actually saw it.
1: And one of the Chris's probably. Uh, and also the, the the upcoming movie that. It seems like it's going to be good. The uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, Honor Among Thieves, yeah,
0: which looks looks fun. Like they had a trailer for it before Black Panther, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this movie. This looks like it's a who? So
2: I
1: hear Bob Iger coming back. I hear a company that was rumored to be on the watch list for Disney to acquire. Bob Iger does one thing and one thing well: acquire other companies. <laughs> Acquiring. So, do you think this? Because they just extended Bob Pack back back in uh, June. Like it's not. It's only been like five months since he got an extension on his contract. All of a sudden, he's now out. Do you think there was going to be a deal? Like they wanted to make a deal to acquire something, and it didn't happen, and now they're bringing back Bob Iger and be like, "Um,
0: I talk to the two Bobs." I, <laughs> you know? I, I, ne- I don't, <sighs> I work. don't think so. I mean, okay, we we've talked about it before, like just as friends, not necessarily on the podcast. I don't think I've ever, but Dizzy's stock dropped low enough that was like, hey, I'm gonna buy Disney stock because it's it's never it's fire sale. Like it's it's never this low. Like worst case scenario, at some point I'm just gonna sell it for what it is. But then it did sink a little bit lower. But overnight after this announcement, like the stock price rose. Like I think it was like eight dollars. Like it it jumped up. Uh and I think that's just a vote of confidence for Iger in control of the company and a belief that, yes, now this company is going to get back to being that worldwide leader in storytelling, media, and distribution. Because just even last week, Iger, or not, I'm sorry, uh, Chapek announced that there was going to be, like, across-the-board hiring freezes. They're going to be letting people go from, like, all branches, all divisions of the company. Like, we got to get our, like, our spending under control because the company lost, I think it was, like, a billion dollars in revenue and that's not a conversation you want to be having with shareholders or you know the world in general when you're mm-hmm. you know like when the s- leader
1: and also when you're struggling to hire enough people to keep things running yeah, like the theme parks looking are, at you theme parks the theme parks
0: are still running under like hey you need to make reservations for certain days because there are still staffing shortages like there are still restaurants that aren't operating at full capacity like yeah. they're still struggling to get people in places to just be be there. Mm-hmm.
1: And over the past couple uh year they I think closed all but how many Disney stores are now left? Like Uh yeah, there's
0: like two left in the country. Yeah.
1: So it's Is there even the one in New York City anymore? I or is believe, that one I believe one's-
0: that one's still there and then there's a few like I think outlet ones still yeah. around but yeah, again, like that, and that's something that so. even back when I was at GameStop, they that's the first thing they do is like, oh, you know, uh shuttering brick and mortar physical locations, yeah. reducing the footprint to focus on online omnichannel sales. Like that's the first thing they do so they don't have to worry about that overhead and like the
1: And you don't need an outlet store because there's so many TJ Maxx's, Marshalls, you know, those stores that will take Disney products in to sell it at an outlet, you know, as the, those are your outlet stores. Like I walk into uh, TJ Maxx and Marshall's and there's plenty of Disney stuff in there. Like every single time the Halloween's, you know, like two years ago, their stuff that was being sold, I'm sure at the Halloween stores or at the Disney stores for Halloween is now at being released for this year's Halloween at the, Home goods and stuff like that. So sometimes.
0: I sometimes that stuff is licensed out by other companies that are selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the outlet stores it's all actual like Disney Disney product. And that's one of the things that Disney likes to do is because then they can control the brand because at that point it's not like a liquidation, mm-hmm. it's like a last chance kind of. It's it's a, it's better optics, pretty much.
2: But if you're looking to it no off people worked or- for
0: Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited because JPEG was basically CEO for the last, f- well, thir- 15 of the 17 years. And in that time, like that's when we saw a lot of the stuff that we know, love, and talk about here on the show come under that Disney umbrella. And I think they've been good stewards of all of those brands. I think we've seen mm-hmm. renewed focus and attention Put on all of those brands or divisions, and that's why there's just too much content now. I think.
1: Okay, so I already put out. I think it's an acquisition. Bob, Chick, Bob Iger is coming in. The one thing he's going to do, the first big move he's going to do, is an acquisition. Uh, John, you got a what? What Bob Iger might do first? I think. Uh,
2: It was a lot of... I think it was a lot of people that that just kept coming to him like, geez, Bob, we don't know what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, listen, just bring me back. I'm not going to just sit here and and not get paid to listen to your bullshit. Just bring me back. I'm not doing anything. I'm a guy who had a million million, uh, plates spinning, and now I'm sitting here eating a grapefruit. Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't changed this robe in two days. Can, like instead of instead of grapefruit, it? can he just be eating slices of an apple off of a knife? Yeah, that, that seems cool. He's uh, more adventurous. Uh,
2: uh, he just has uh, slices of American cheese that he's undoing and just eating the cheese. <laughs> <Cool>. uh, <laughs> no, no. I know I used to do that when I was. That's a, a kid, Bob Chapek move. But now that
0: just seems <laughs> gross.
2: Uh, I think he just was. It was just a thing of like. Retirement, how do you go from having, like I said, a million spinning plates to then walking away and retiring? Again, I I don't think it's money for him. Money's obviously nice, but I think he's one of those the people was weather weatherman, right?
0: Yeah, he was a weatherman at like an ABC affiliate that then stepped into like the broadcasting division and then became like – It wasn't like the head of ABC, but like he so just worked through –
1: so, you know, I'm I'm imagining that – I see what you're saying, John, but I can imagine there is a bell curve to his life that he can remember what it was like before all that spinning of all the plates. Like, dude, you don't need to re- un- come out of retirement and go right back to the the hardest part of the job. He could have come out of retirement and just been a weatherman.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's just people that just – they just like doing it. They just can't stop.
1: Right.
2: And I think he's just kind of one of those people, and I think – he has a love for, because he was a weatherman, because he was on both sides. I think he's got a love for the workers. He's got a love for the company. And I think he wants to make it its best. And he's probably was sitting there going like, you know what? This is not this is not where I left it. It's And I want to yeah. right the ship. I want to get back into the, I want to get behind that steering wheel and let's do it. And I think they need to find somebody that... Shares that Bob Iger kind of spark that Bob Iger has, mm-hmm. and they should be trying to find that person and having them work with Bob Iger for the next two years to then him
0: <clears throat> hand it over to them. Uh, so, front runner for that role now is actually Josh Tomorrow. And this is all just rumors, because obviously this news was just announced Sunday night. We're recording this Tuesday night now. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen. But uh, rumor is that Josh Romero, who's actually the head of Disney's like parks, is supposedly mm-hmm. going to be the person that's going to be... I hate, It feels weird saying groomed for this role now. Um, yeah. Because there's like an icky connotation to that. But supposedly he's going to be the person that they're looking at bringing into this but uh, josh has been mostly at the park side of things for his entire career Um, hasn't really seen any of the other sides like the media the publishing the consumer products which is where chapek had his Mm -hmm. uh basis uh when he stepped in and he went in as someone that did have the hey i i came from it was actually like the consumer product side of things like we we make the money by selling the stuff. Like you want to make the money for the company. We need to sell, sell stuff. stuff. And that's when the whole company became rebranded. Um, Cause there was, sorry, bigger conversation than I thought it was going to be. Um, Cause there was always parks and resorts. And then separate from that, there was where I was um, at the Disney store. Cause it was consumer products and interactive mm-hmm. media, which then just became consumer products because the interactive media side disappeared. But then once chapex stepped up, that it all became one branch on the tree, where it was uh, Disney parks, resorts, consumer products, and experiences. Like It was all just one thing. So I think you're going to see, to your previous question, all that kind of get broken down again and just separate divisions all kind of working towards one common goal instead of one division that's not able to support its own weight. But Josh Tomorrow, everyone I, loves him. He's he's a great dude. Um when Disney announced like massive layoffs after the pandemic, he actually went to the parks to go walk around, like talk to the cast members, like, hey, sorry, like it's really difficult time, like what do you need from us? Like just mm-hmm. class act. So yeah. he gets my vote. I think as a shareholder, we I get to do we, that, right? The, you get to say, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> get to vote. Yes. We get to vote.
1: Uh, I think Walt Disney, the company, has a very strange... Or unique. Maybe maybe not unique, but let's say strange. Um, CEO position. Because there is the, the level of showmanship that was brought... Walt Disney was a showman. Mm. Like, he... Was the face of the company? He introduced new things and the new ideas and the new principles. He had this uh, this ABC show where he would introduce like what Disney was doing, and he, it was a very he was a very public face of this. When I, I can't think of another company that
2: has that, like that Marvel CEO Comics. that's good Stanley.
0: He wasn't even CEO okay. though. He was. Like a chairman of merit. It's like he was just like a figurehead. He's, he's basically like, like – yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, like a Betty Crocker.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean even, so, even yeah, before that, I you know, when he had the bullpen and stuff like that, there was – he still was connected to those. Yeah, but he was that
1: but not also the CEO where I'm saying Walt yeah. Disney. The CEO seems to me to be both – the spokesperson and the CEO at the same time, which I would think is a difficult position to fill because you could maybe a person like Bob Chapek could have done the job well, but he was just awful at the showmanship of it. But it's, like the whole thing with Scarlett Johansson yeah. and the pay, and then the stuff coming out from the earnings calls being like, well, we have an undesirable mix of people that subscribe to Disney Plus, and we have an undesirable mix of annual pass holders going to our park. It's like, you don't put it, like, you can't put it that way if you're the CEO of Disney. Well, I think he's just... Like, you might be able to get
2: away with that.
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead, John.
2: Everything froze for me.
1: Yeah, everything froze for me. I'm going to continue on with my thought then. Uh Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh that you, you can get away with it if you're another company and you're just burying that bad take in an earnings call. But with Disney, the fans are so ravenous. They're, the fans are listening into those earnings calls, and they're circulating. you know. And we're here spending 20 minutes um. talking about the CEO. There's no other CEO other than, like, maybe Blizzard or another company that we really, really care about. You know,
0: I mean, it would, that I think like we the closest thing you could this. think of would have been like a Steve Jobs, like, yeah.
1: Steve Jobs is a people great just
0: call. liked him as like the person in the showman. But I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. Tim Cook has that same kind of presence. Like no. Steve Wozniak, maybe because people like him. I guess people dig the but walls. Wozniak
1: was never a CEO guy. He was the <laughs> he was the like I got a big idea. We're gonna do it, and then everybody else at Apple, Steve Jobs included, was like, "Okay,
0: we got to pare this down and actually make it work." Apples, right? pears, like eh, eh? Anyways, <laughs> I don't remember what the next beer was on the list. So, I think tell it's me which the, one I have uh, to the next, the
2: Royal Standard one. Oh, Ro- Okay, let's let's say it's Royal. i have already halfway through it, so
0: that's okay. okay. Um, We're doing that one. Yeah, let, let's get into this
2: because I'm kind
0: of thirsty after all that talk. So, John. You're halfway uh, so, through it. Why don't you get us
2: set up on it? So we have Royal Standard. This is a wee Heavy Ale. This is coming at 8%. Wee Heavy is in the Scotch Ale family. Um, and this is... Got a bit of a booziness to it. Very sweet caramel notes to it. This <laughs> took me... Getting almost halfway it, it through. It looks like apple cider. Like I just poured it in. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's beautiful. Uh, this took me getting almost halfway through this beer to enjoy this beer. Cause it is the booziness, it's it's pungent on your in your mouth.
0: It's definitely boozy, but it does have like a nice like spice to it. And I think that's like that um, like a barley wineness. This
1: is uh this has got a siren's call kind of allure to it. Like that first sip as you're first taking it in your mouth, you know, drinking it, it's kind of got that nice spice, that nice sweetness to it, and you're like, oh, I can I can take a big old gulp of this. And then as soon as you take the big old gulp, you regret it, because that booziness that you're talking about, John, that hits, and it's hard, and it's appley. It's like an apple brandy kind of like yeah, big, warming, almost dragon breath, just like, ooh, and the spice kind of lingers, and that apple booziness lingers.
0: Oh boy! Yeah,
2: I this is I have to
0: check and not see very wee in the heavy. I have to see what I put this at before. I put this at a three point two five the last time that I had it. Um, which last time I had it, I upgraded it from a three. I th- I think I'm going to uh, continue on that path because I think I have to put this one up a little bit higher because I think this is definitely one that'll sneak up on you. And there is, it's not like a super deep complex beer, but. There's enough happening on that sip that kind of, it, yeah, it's boozy, but it makes you want to go back and take another little sip just to make sure you got all that flavor off of it. Yeah. I I really do like this, and I mean eight percent, not the biggest beer <clears throat> we had, but that that'll sneak up on you.
1: That you know, we usually say stuff like, "Oh, that hides that nine percent." Well, that hides. There's
2: It no, there is not. This is not hiding anything. No. It doesn't – it does calm down the more you get into it because um, I don't really get that – I don't get the alcohol on that now halfway through it. Um, but yeah, it's it's still good. I'd probably give it a three. I would not actively seek this beer out. And I if I saw it on Embargatory – I probably would look past it. I don't think I would pick it up again.
0: No, and I, I don't think I would either, but I'm looking at all of these beers in the, in that 12 beers of Christmas pack. Like, when I open up that box, if I'm not doing it for the show, I'm just, like, grabbing a beer out of there. Am I going to be okay with pulling this out of the box? And I think so far for these two, yeah, like, I don't think there's any losers in here.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's – I wouldn't have picked up this box a third time if I thought that there were any losers in the box. I think you're going to have beers that are going to be like, wow, and then beers that are like, yeah, that's good.
1: This beer here makes me want to – you know, uh, there was a beer a while back. I forget which one, which was like, oh, man, I think I actually – like golden ales. I should drink more golden ales. This
0: makes me think... Victory, gold monkey. Kidding. Oh, wait, no, that's a Belgian. No, that's that's a... Yeah, no, I don't like it. Um, well, guess what's coming up next? A Belgian <laughs> yeah.
1: quad. I A Belgian quad, so I'm not looking forward to that. But this makes me want to drink more Wee Abbey ales. Like, what is it, Claymore from Great Divide? Is that the
2: only uh, other one yeah. that I really go to? Yeah, but you can't find that out here anymore. Anymore, oh. Um... Well, maybe that's why I stopped drinking Wee Heavies. Pretty heavy much, Pretty so much you I can't can find Wee Heavies anywhere. Every once in a while you'll go to like a brewery and they'll have it. And I'm always like, oh, that's really cool. But uh, there's something cooler on on, um, on tap. Oh, okay. The thing, like, your Scotch owls are going to be your closest thing to this. Yeah. And when I drink this, really all it makes me want to do is have a Backwoods Bastard.
1: Hmm. No, I'm... I'm interested I like this because it's a little different than a backwoods. It's not as, you know, dark in, in the roasted big flavor profile, but it's got that appley. it's got that spice. It's it's got a good evolution to to. Yeah. It. It's it's I think it's uh just complex enough and so it has a little booziness at the back end. You know,
2: some of the best people have a little booziness to them too, you know. I like to keep my booziness
0: in my back end. Anyways, episode title. There's there's also some comic books that John likes to keep in his back end. Uh, John, what are you looking
2: forward to? I I don't know where to go from there, but uh, the book that I am looking forward to coming out November thirtieth is an annual, and this is Detective Comics Annual. Uh, and this is uh, going back to the 1700s, the renaissance of Gotham. uh, Giel, uh Arkham is going to be hunting werewolves. And I got this because it's a Batman book with werewolves. And I know my son would like to look at the pictures with me. Uh, and I can make up the story from the pictures. Um, but no, it looked fun. The cover kind of sold me. The cover's really nice. Uh, Art by Raphael Grandpa. um, I'm sorry, Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, And then the writer is Ram V. um, Which is, I think, a pretty good team. Um, I haven't read a uh, Raphael Albuquerque book in uh, years. Well, no. Yes, because uh, American uh, Vampire pretty much wrapped up and I didn't stay on the the new series that came out, but Uh, I do love his art Ram V does do a good job With his storytelling And uh, this might be a lot of fun Paul, I know what book you're picking Tell the rest of this John, you picked my book again Two weeks
1: in a row Last week it was uh, Stargirl and the Lost Children This week it's Justice Society of America number one That's right, it's Jeff Johns Returning to the book That put him on the map for I think all of us Right? JSA? No? When did did you guys start reading? Jeff Johns. I was... Uh, Flash. Oh, The Flash?
2: Yeah. It was Flash, JSA. Like, I had read his books, but I never was like, who's this writer? Till, like, I think we were all sitting around talking, and I was like, oh, I read that book. Yeah, it's good. Oh, he's the same writer as that book? Oh, yeah. What else does he do? Oh, he's doing Green Lantern? Like, oh, cool. Like, what else is he doing? Like, it was that kind of a thing.
1: Uh, I'm I'm hoping this is uh, a one of the times that somebody can come home again. Uh, this is being like part of the DC's the new Golden Age, so it seems like they're trying to finally uh, reintroduce these long lost heroes, and it's not going to be like weird updates to the JSA like we got out of the New Fifty Two with e- their. Jay Garrick, but he's like a twenty something year old. So this is the legacy characters as legacy characters, hopefully. So Um If it's not, then I'll drop the book again. It's fine. 399, 32 pages, Jeff Johns, um, Mikkel Mikel on Art. So Oh Yannick Paquette is doing a cover, a variant cover? Might have to look for that
0: might have to look for that are you are you buying a physical uh, physical copy of this probably not probably not nice.
1: but if i'm at there is a comic book store near my house and but they sell mostly craft novels and that like they i don't think they sell like you you have to order through them like get on a pull list for the you to get the
2: single issues they don't carry many single issues if at all you need to go to gutter pop buddy that is a great comic book
0: shop. Mm. Mm. Chris, Much like my comic great book great shop here in Orlando comic book what, shop uh, uh, Coliseum of Comics, where I'll be going to pick up uh, Magic the Gathering, and this is Nahiri the Lithomancer number one, and this is a one-shot special. They've been doing these uh, on and off now, just kind of showcasing some of the Magic the Gathering Planeswalker characters. Uh, this one does seem to be quite oversized. Uh, it's eight ninety nine. dollars uh, written by and McGuire, who I have not read anything like, but it says he's currently working on uh, Marvel's Ghost Spider comic book with art by Fabiana Mascolo, uh, who's working currently on the new Firefly book, which is kind of like the further in the verse kind of series where oh, okay. it's like after everyone else has kind of like stepped away from Serenity. Uh, for one reason or another, um, yeah, Nahiri's not one of my favorite planeswalkers. So she's kind of like the anti-hero planeswalker. Uh, she's one of the core, uh, so like a nomadic tribe of people, but she's also a lithomancer. So she basically like a geomancer kind of character,
1: but with letters
0: litho hmm? lithograph. Uh, it's like stone. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, she's uh, from the plane of Zendikar. She's one of the people. That, oh,
2: she's a Zendikarian.
0: Yes, she uh, she's one of the people that built the hedrons that uh, secured away the oh, what are they called? The slivers? No, not the slivers. They're like the big, basically Lovecraftian elder god no, characters. The elder gods. Like oh. them. I can't remember what they're called now. Uh, it's on the tip of my brain. Doesn't matter. I'm picking this book up because. Uh, yeah, i like me some Magic the Gathering. In spite of all the problems Hasbro's having. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. You just don't buy the cards. Either. That's it. Ta da. Problem solved. Ta da
1: <laughs> John. John, you can pay
2: attention again. He stopped talking about Magic the Gathering. I was listening. I, I I mean is it did perk up when you were like, uh letters? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, let Well, John, get ready, because you're going to have to read some letters, because it's time for a dramatic he reading. You said Paul was reading this. Oh, wait. I don't remember. I wrote down, yeah, it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm all over the place. I'm getting wee-heavied. And now, a dramatic reading from Sex Criminals, number one, page five, panel seven. Almost. It's a dramatic reading. From Sex Criminals, number one, page five, panel seven. Could have been a lot worse, Paul. You're lucky we do these at random because yeah. that book gets it gets funky. <laughs> and I thought about picking a different page and different panel, but I did not, because that's that's not true to the game. That's yeah. Could
1: be true. Gotta be true to school, it gotta be true to your, the, the the game, and we
0: gotta learn a new game, Chris. Yes, guys. I don't know if you knew this. No, we But we're about to head into the main topic. And like I said up at the front of the show, it's time for a brand new game that I have made up. Uh, and this is the elevator pitch. So, gave you guys a little bit of a heads up. You'll probably want to have a pen and paper um, just in case you need to write anything down. And again, this isn't a, uh, a game where you're going to have to write things down. But just for your own recollection, because um, I'm going to be throwing some stuff at you. And you're going to have to be adapting and uh, fulfilling the promise of the elevator pitch. Hmm. So,
1: so on this index card, on the back it's blank, but on the front I have written down places that I want to visit. Nice.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, don't know if you know this, I'm a podcaster by day, and then some other days I'm a hotshot movie executive. Ooh. Ooh. They call you a hotshot. They shot call me they like the, the Hot Hotshot. Shot. Hot shot. And you're lucky, because you just so happen to be getting into an elevator with me, and I'm going to be hearing your pitch for your dream movie. The only thing is I have a website that's going to generate a random movie title, so I will be giving you the movie title. You are going to be coming up with the plot synopsis. Mm. Once you give me the plot synopsis, I have two other pages open on my browser. One's going to give me a random actor. The other one's going to give me a random actress. I am going to let you know, like, oh, to me, this sounds like the perfect vehicle for actor A, actress B. To which you're going to say, yes, so-and-so will be playing this role, and -and so-and-so will be doing this dr Kavorkian.
2: what's going to be really funny is paul's not going to have any idea who the actors and actresses well, are
0: if it is someone exactly. that we don't have like an instant connection or like recollection of i will be generating another random actor or actress to feed to you because this there's some pretty deep cuts on here and that's not the fun of the game like we we want we want, we fun. want this to be like fun
1: you know yeah. um
0: we, we don't want
1: Werner Herzog as Ronald
0: McDonald. Uh, yeah, yeah do. I, I, I kind of do now. Once you, once you tell me, not just your plot synopsis, but who your actors are going to be in this movie, I'm going to present you with a budget. You can accept that budget, and boom, you are locked in with that amount of money on the board for your movie. Or you can try to talk a bigger game. And try to get a little bit more out of me. Mm. The catch is, you've only got 75 seconds in the elevator. So, I will start the timer after I give you the title. So, you might want to write down your title just so you have it available. So, you can start thinking about what your movie is going to be. And then, once you hear the elevator doors close, that's where you're going to start your pitch. Okay. Are we clear on this? I'm clear-ish. Clear-ish. What do you need assistance with?
1: Well, because seventy-five seconds, then you—I give you the synopsis. Then this is seventy-five seconds.
0: Stop. Seventy-five. Give me the answer. You, you have me for seventy-five seconds, but you're going to give me two other. I'm going to be giving you two other names while you're in the elevator with during me. the countdown. During the countdown. Okay. Okay. And then just making sure. And then the clock does not stop. The clock does not stop until we hit that seventy-five seconds. I hit.
1: I cannot hit the emergency
0: stop button. The clock nope. does not stop. Okay, you'll get your you'll get your budget. If you if you still have time left, you can ask how much time's remaining. I will let you know. And then you can try to talk a bigger game, or you can just take the money and walk away. So who wants to go first? So we can do just like a quick, quick dry run. Um, yeah. And again. We will not start the timer for this one, but example, um, there's going to be different rounds. Each round is going to be a different type of movie, too. Um, so take that into account. Because, so we'll start off with, we'll say uh, a family kids movie. So example, I could present you with the title "Frog of Tomorrow." So you would have to, you no, know, Paul, go ahead. Just like. Okay,
1: you remember the great uh, Warner Brothers Mm -hmm. animated uh, Mm -hmm. shorts with uh, Michigan J. Frog? Mm -hmm. And then he would be buried. Well, guess what? Now we're in a movie where he's in the future. Nobody remembers that song and dance that he's doing. He has no cultural relevance, much like Avatar, uh, The Way of the Water. No, You know, comes out years later. But that doesn't matter. We're talking about Michigan J. Frog here, waking up in the future.
0: So, I. I got Simon Pegg and Jessica Biel on retainer. I, I can get them in this like that. Oh
1: well, Simon Pegg is obviously the guy that uncovers the Michigan J Frog. And you know what? To get Michigan you know, since it's Simon Pegg, we got to get his friend to do the voice of Michigan J Frog. I don't know his name, the Nick Frost. And then uh, Jessica Biel is the love interest. And
2: you know, it's a classic slacker but, comedy. But, Not. Not with, <laughs> not with Simon Pegg, with the frog! <laughs> with the, we all know that works out. There's not been a movie where a lead actress falls in love with, like, a duck or anything. It's totally new. There we go. And it can be, you know, you got your classic, you got the animation
1: for the kids, you got Simon Pegg for the uh, adults. You know, think about your 30, 40-somethings now. They grew up loving uh, Nick, uh, what's his name, and Nick Frost. And then, so and then they want to bring the kids to a movie. Boom! You got it.
0: And then I can say, you know, I, I think I can get what behind this for ninety-five million in budget. Then right. you would have. Do you want? Do you want
1: uh, the frog to have Sonic the Hedgehog one? You know, original teeth, or do you want it to look better in like Sonic the Hedgehog now? Boom! Oh.
0: So that's going to be the general flow of it, John. Do you want a? A dry run? No, I got okay. it. I think. I mean, it should, it should be good. I got it. All right, so <coughs> we're actually going to be starting off with. The f-
1: I kind of like idea. <coughs> especially when Nick. When uh, I got, I pulled Nick Frost out of my head. I I didn't know that was in there. I'm like, you know, the guy with Simon Pegg all the time.
0: Hey, you n- you never know who was, you're going to get. I was proud of myself. So, John, we're going to start with you since Paul got to do his dry run first. Sure. For the both of you, we are going to start off with fantasy. So, this is going to be a fantasy type movie. Think like all age fantasy, My like character. your Harry, like your Harry Potters, your fantasy epics, your Lord of the Rings, what have you. John, your title is going to be Changeling of Destruction. Changeling of Destruction. All right. I already have your actors ready to go, so we won't need to think about that. But guess what, baby? You're in the elevator.
2: Uh, We all know how great the Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon show went. So I have a great pitch for you changeling of destruction this actually is like breaking bad beats fantasy as you follow this character who's this nice great character who then actually rises to be the bad
0: guy in this world and conquers everything so bad guy i'm I'm thinking like like a ben stiller and then maybe like a christina applegate in there somewhere too You know what? You know what
2: I'm thinking? If we're going to bring those guys in, we make this just a comedy. So we have this kind of uh, bumbling guy, and he's not actually the bad guy, but he just keeps falling into these circumstances Mm -hmm. where uh, he just keeps kind of bumbling around, accidentally kills this magic wizard, accidentally does this. And then the woman who's sent to stop him, they end up falling in love And maybe she tries to say, hey, maybe he's not as bad as he is, but then, uh, I don't know, maybe he uh, puts on this crazy gauntlet and uh, destroys a volcano that kills 100 people.
0: Give you 150 million.
2: Uh, Maybe he destroys like a castle then,
0: not a volcano. (laughs)
1: 150 million for a comedy. What rating are you going for with that? PG-13? R?
2: Uh, I don't know. Stay out of my fucking house <laughs> Oh, oh! During during mine, you were you were a like, dry run, baby. That was a dry run. I was trying to add to your little. I was trying to add. Oh, I was I was completely interested.
1: <laughs> I was I was bought in. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. You know what? I don't no- normally watch trailers, but for <laughs> this movie, Changeling of Destruction, I'm in. Give me the red band trailer right now. That's a thing, right, Red Band? Yeah, that's
0: like. for, for R-rated. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. Paul. Yes, sir. Your fantasy movie.
2: Sweet, sweet fantasy baby. Oh, now it's now it's Sweet, Sweet Fantasy
0: Baby is your title. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Mariah Carey song, right? It is fantasy by Mariah uh, Carey. Is going to be Pirate of the West. Ooh, that's a good title. title. Uh, Coolgenerator.com slash movie-title-generator. It's coming out with the hits. All right, so Pirate of the West, a fantasy movie. Paul, you just got on the elevator.
1: You remember we had a great franchise going. We had Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon, uh, with with Luke Wilson and uh, Jackie Chan great series guess what we want to encapsulate they do a prequel and we're going to do pirates of the west that's right we're going to bring pirates attitude but make it more american because you know what johnny depp (coughs) is way too british (laughs) in the pirates movies so now we're going to have a straight talking double gun uh blasting pirate movie going
0: full barrels at you folks pirates of the west i'm, I'm loving think? it kill the american aspect i get you russell crowe right now with kim basinger oh
1: well guess what russell crowe he's a master and commander he knows how to rig a ship we're got this in the bag and guess what he can play an american with two <laughs> guns loaded
0: i mean i, I see franchise kim potential basinger, here.
1: Kim basinger. I,
0: I can give you 200 million cool
1: 200 million? We got this in the bag at that point. Pirates of the West, sailing into your skirt, silver screens right away. Rated R. Red Band trailer. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I started laughing because he's like, Make American stretcher. I was like, Make it's it. Russell Crowe. <laughs>
2: like... He could do an American accent. <laughs>
0: All right, so That's to start,
2: good. we've got. I love that
1: Johnny Depp was not American enough, and though he was born in like Iowa or something,
2: like he's... <coughs> too British, <Ooh>. too British. <laughs>
1: I get Russell Crowe.
0: Okay. All right, so guys, we're gonna we're gonna spin in the opposite direction now, because now we're going to be going into horror. More, mm. mm. <laughs> um, Paul, as the winner of the last round with two hundred million oh, to John's wow. one hundred and fifty, will you play oh. first? I'll play first. All right, you horror. want to get go. in on the ground floor?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I want to ride this wave. I'm going went ride this wave, wave and not ride the this pirates. elevator,
0: because that's something that you could talk about that we're riding in right now. All right, so we're going horror movies. Paul, your title is going to be Cat at the Lake. Cat at the Lake. The horror movie. Mm -hmm. Let me get over to my timer. Oops, I never reset it last time. You ready, Paul? I'm ready. Let's go. Guess what? Horror movies are
1: huge. Right now, the, the only thing that's actually uh, survived, keeping these theaters afloat right now are horror movies. The pandemic, they're, it's pandemic proof. What we need to do is get families back into the theaters. And we can do that by having an adorable cat in a horror movie called Cat at the Lake. Because what's the one thing cats ha- hate the most? That's right, water. So a cat at the lake. I mean it's a horror movie
0: man we're for going families. we're going horror movie we're going low budget greater profit margin I think mm-hmm. I can get you like a like a Michael Sarah and then uh perfect a Joan, a, cat. a Joan Cusack oh
1: Joan Cus. Joan Cusack is the voice of the cat she can play a, a lovable but also annoying cat so you kind of want to see it drowned and then Michael Sarah's the actual lake
0: that's right' <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, I I, I I think Icarus flew too we're, close we're to go, the sun. We're here. going low budget. I th- I think uh, fifty million.
1: That's I don't know how be, I'm gonna. Sell I gotta Mike have to CGI. I gotta have CGI. You're you're saving money on the actors. I need more money for the CGI. That's all I'm saying. Give me seventy five.
0: I, I can I can do seventy five. All right. Uh, five, five seconds over, but 75 million For Michael Sarah starring as the lake <laughs> In Cat at the Lake
2: That <laughs> uh, much of a horror movie uh, this, this, I'm going to make a children's this, this movie the lake's, For the whole family this lake's Michael but, uh, uh, We want to see kill this kill cat die, The lake wants,
1: cat. wants to the cat It's a horror movie
2: Hey cat, come over here <laughs> I don't know how horror movies work. (laughs) Well, you described a fun summer family animated feature.
0: (laughs) All right, John. Sir, you have a horror movie coming up. Your horror movie is going to be titled Wolf on My Roof. Ooh. Also, sounds like it could be a fun family rock. <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to have. That's. <laughs> Michael right. Sarah is The Lake. Mike, Michael Sarah's The Lake. Joan Q a Cat. It's a horror movie. You ready, John?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, I got a pitch for you. What do you want? Played every year during Halloween and Christmas, you want your new Halloween Christmas horror movie. Mm. And that's Wolf on My Roof. Who's the fucking wolf? It's a werewolf Santa Claus motherfucker. <laughs> and he's coming into your house because you might have been naughty or nice. We're not sure. We don't know exactly who might be playing
0: uh, the people that that. But you gotta fend off werewolf Santa. All right. I mean, I'm seeing two holidays. I got half the year locked down. I'm seeing four quadrants with this bad boy. I'm, I'm just picking names out. I got Ralph Macchio. I got Selena Gomez.
2: Uh, so you got a father and daughter trapped in the house trying to protect themselves from your uh, <clears throat> werewolf Santa Claus. And he's got the suit on. He's big and fat but he's got the claws bursting through the gloves maybe he's got little werewolf uh, uh, elves running around too he's got like crazy gonna...
0: presents Ho- holiday movies are expensive though I think I-, I can maybe get you 90 million for this costumes effects alone
2: yeah but you want this to be played every year right you want it
0: didn't win me over do you take your 90?
2: You got a motherfucker, cat like, he didn't even describe a horror movie, and you gave him an extra 25 million?
0: Yeah, he, because he came, I asked he, for he it. He came in. Came in. I
1: said, I needed the money for CGI. They're, they were saving on the actors. <laughs> like, Michael Sarah and Joan Cusack aren't getting the biggest paychecks.
0: You, you won me over with Werewolf Santa Claus. But
1: You you got a lot more money Offered to start 90 million was 40 more You
0: you still You still got more than Paul on that one Mm -hmm. It's placed at 75 So John I did this one backwards Oops You guys in the wrong spot John Wolf on my roof Is going ahead I kind of want to see Wolf on a Roof. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminded me of Violent Night. Which, movie did, that's coming which looks really good. So, John, now to you. Do you play or do you pass? Uh, I'll play. Okay. What's, what's the... Uh, you, oh, you told I, us the genre before. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we are now in comedy territory.
2: Okay,
1: because I don't want John to feel like yeah, sorry. the Sorry, rules have changed sorry, for thank, him. Thank you for,
2: for because last time me we honest. played the
1: game, John got very upset that he so so comedy. John, so you comedy. pass or play. play?
2: I'll, take it, pass. I'll take it. I'll
0: take it. I don't know how this how this works, but John, your comedy movie is going to be titled Dog Gamble. Dog Gamble. All
2: right. Before you hit the button, yes. I'm going to say, this dog hears about this lake that ate a cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you ready? <clears throat> yeah. And Dog Gamble. Sell me, baby. So, you know
2: that famous painting of the dogs playing poker? Well, we bring that to life. And we're going oh, John to. Paused. Oh, I lost. Did I lose you
0: guys? It says no, no internet you, connection. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, okay. You, you, you froze, so I, I stopped everything because okay. I didn't know if you kept talking. You
1: said something so obvious the internet broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: So. Well, what am I wasn't supposed to do a dog gamble? Oh, yeah, but right, so you know
0: the photo. As soon as you froze, I stopped it because the only thing we heard you say was, you know that painting. And then, like, that that was <laughs> okay. it. So, like, right off the bat, <clears throat> you had me hooked. So I'm going to hit start again. I'm not going to hit the elevator sound. Um, but I will – I'll hit the elevator to let you know when to go based off of what I had already heard. So, So you
2: know that – you know the painting, the dogs playing poker. Well, this is going to bring that to life, but it's not going to be just those dogs playing poker. It's going to be a heist stealing the money from the dogs playing poker. It's going to be that uh, George Clooney. Uh, what are they? I don't called? got Clooney money for Ocean you, Sorry. No, no, yeah, no, no. We can go less. We can go lesser. But if it's going to be an animated, George Clooney is the dog
0: that's stealing the the money. Is a Pretty good bet of a winner for this year. We I can't get you Clooney, but we do have a deal right now where I got to get another movie with Paul Dano out the door, so I can get you Paul Dano, and you know I got Helen Hunt breathing down my neck for a job. Uh no, that movie would fucking suck. <laughs> I'm gonna just hit the next button to get off the floor. <laughs> John taking taking a loss. You're passing. Yeah.
2: Paul, Dan- Paul Dano and Helen Hunt. Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: Straight to D.D. I'm
2: going to have to crack open another beer. I still
0: have this much of the the We Heavy left. All right. well, no, no nope why don't you sure. crack open Joe your beer I... while, while Paul and I talk about his next mm-hmm. movie? Hmm. <sighs> Which John. You title? would have had until just now to finish selling <laughs> Doug Campbell.
2: <laughs> I'm okay.
0: Comedy. <laughs> All right, mm. so Paul, your comedy movie is going to be Pig from the Mountains. What oh, pig? Pig from
2: this pig comes down <laughs> from the mountains. John, John sorry, Fight you you lane. got you
0: got off Best fighting. You got off. <laughs> John, you had your own time.
1: You hit your own time. This is my time. Mister, hey, I don't want you asking me what my rating is
2: <laughs> after
0: the time is done. <clears throat> all right, so, pig from the mountains. You ready? Yep. <coughs> we all love a uh, good l-
1: fish-out-of-water kind of story. You know, Fish your, movies Emma's, don't sell, kid. You
0: got to get something snappy.
1: You know, you're... Your, uh, you're Marvin, the, the Marvin, uh, my, uh, my neighbor, the Martian. You know, remember those kind of classic things? Uh, I got one for you. It's called Pig from the Mountain. It's a comedy. This guy was raised up in the mountains. Like, his parents looked at him. He has a pig nose, upturned nose. Didn't want him. Sent him up to the mountains. He lived there, survived. Now he's, you know, the, the town has grown all around the mountain. And he's seen the city lights. And he wants to see what the life is like in the city. So he comes down. And He's ready to rock. I'm just and roll. thinking
0: here, spitballing. I got a pig guy. I'm thinking Norman Reedus, and he's coming down of from the course. mountains. I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> who's going to be down there? I can get you Kobe Smolders.
1: <clears throat> oh, perfect. Norman Reedus is Colby Smolders. Both two can be seen as hard asses, you know, but they both can do comedy. And this is a comedy film up and down. Norman Reedus is a hot guy, people love him just because he has a upturned nose. I'm thinking... is he is isn't he from the yes. Walking Dead? Isn't yeah. that the guy? Okay. Okay. Yeah, people like him. So even if he has a little upturned people nose, like him. the
0: women will flock I'm, to I'm see him. I'm going to have to get PETA's approval on this. I I mean, you know, I'm, thi- there's I'm no thinking He's I'm the thinking I'm thinking I can get you million. 50. 50 million. <laughs> He's the <big>. 50 million.
1: <laughs> With all this cosmetics? Okay,
0: I'll take 50. I mean, Paul. It's so against my nothing. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> you got a pig guy. You got to get Peter in there. All right, Joe. <laughs> there's no animals. He's a pig. You got. You got. You're gonna have some animals in there. All right. Well, I'm cracking open this one. Yep. <clears throat> uh, John, did you already take take a start off of this? Yeah. Uh, So this is One Man
2: Holiday, Belgian-style quadruple ale, uh, coming in at 8%. This is what I don't necessarily always love about Belgian beers. This is very horse blanket. It's very... uh, Whoa, that's your next movie. How'd you know? (laughs) (laughs) This is very just that kind of... um, I wouldn't say farmhouse style, but that yeast is very, very strong in this. Um, and it's just not my cup of tea. It's just not what I like or want out of Belgian beers.
1: Um, well, as yeah. I said earlier, I don't like the quad ales. Uh, it's not my mug of beer. Plus, I'm sorry, I'm having a sneezing was- bit. I should have let Chris Talk. Uh, but this isn't bad in any way. It's just not a style I
0: particularly enjoy. Yeah, I don't mind this one. Um, I, isn't Three Philosophers a quad? It is, but I think it's also like with cherries, so it gives it a little bit something yeah. else. Um, last week on the show, I had the Merry Monkey, the Belgian quad from Victory with but I can't remember what it was like in there, but spices and orange, like, orange peel. Or orange, cranberry. Some, yeah, orange and cranberry. I think that one, and this isn't bad. Like This is good, but I think that one was a little bit more elevated and is better suited to like a holiday beer. And again, I even <clears> said it myself, <throat> these aren't all necessarily holiday beers, but it's a beer to have for the holiday Is one of your 12 beers of Christmas because... Obviously, there's going to be people that are probably buying this box because they think it's a fun idea. It's something different for them to do, something different to try. Uh, one of my friends from work, she was at Costco and saw that they had a, like, 12 or 24 beers of Christmas thing for, like, $70. And, like, each day was a different beer. And, like, she sent me a picture of it because she was like, oh, you, you would like this. <clears throat> and it was – I didn't even look to see what beers were in it. But I was just like, oh, cool. Like – Thanks, like that's good looking out, you know? There are going to be people that do buy something like this for themselves just to have to drink or as something to take to somebody that they know likes beer. And I think if you're buying this for yourself and maybe you haven't had a Belgian quad before, this is something that's different. And I think even just with the three beers that we've had today, this does stand out and stand apart from those.
2: It, I mean, it runs the gamut of styles here. Like, it is three completely different styles, different regional beers within the the world. I don't think this is a poorly made Belgian quad. It's just not the flavors that I love in my beer. And there's Belgians that I just like, just they just don't do it for me. And then there's some that I think are absolutely fantastic. Um, I think this is a well a well-made Belgian beer from a company that's not known for doing Belgian beers. I mean, the yeast, uh, it has that banana-y clove. It has those kind of horse, you know, they call it horse blanket or farm um, style that's going to come off of the yeast. It's not a bad-made beer, and this is a perfect way to introduce people to Belgians. And Belgians might be too strong for somebody and say, like, hey, no, that's – totally not where i want to be um but as someone who loves belgian beers and when my wife said like if you can go anywhere in the world on our honeymoon where would you go i said belgium like we went to three cities in belgium from our honeymoon like belgium is to me has the greatest beer makers in the world granted they're making the same beers that have been made for Hundreds of years, so the beers are, like, they're nailed down. But I I do love Belgian beers, and I think this is a good representation of a Belgian quad. I'm
0: Just not for my flavors. So my, I check into it now, and last year when I had this, I put it at a 4 out of 5. I'm definitely dropping that down to a 3.25 now because, yes, this is a good version of this beer, but... <clears throat> It's not a great beer in general. And I don't know if maybe I rated it that high just based on what we had it alongside with the last tasting. Because who knows, it could have been this with a pail and a colt or something that just didn't wow me. So coming into this was like, wow, wow, So, so flavorful, perfect representation of the style. It's fine, though. It's not bad.
1: You know what was fine?
0: All of our movie pitches so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <coughs> you have any thoughts on the beer, Paul? Or did you get everything out with your sneezing?
1: I, I got everything out with my sneezing. It's, it's not a style I enjoy. And, but it's okay. You know, so it's... I, I don't know what I'd want from it. It's got banana kind of geestiness to it on the back end. Which I think people enjoy. That's the yeah. thing. Uh, but yeah.
0: So, Paul, talking about movies, you did win the last one with your fifty million to John's pass. <laughs> you had the emergency <laughs> stop, <laughs> got out. Um, do you want to play first, or do you want to pass it? No, no, I'll let John <clears throat> play first arguing, because when he this plays, is th- mysteries. So, when you think about mystery movies, you could go <laughs> like Your Knives Out, or your kind of thrillers, like. This is a mystery. Maybe, maybe a who done it, a why done it. We, we don't know. It's going to depend on you. So, Paul, did you passing to John? Yeah, I'm passing to John. He cracks under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have your title here. Your mystery movie, John, is going to be right. Agent of a Stranger. Ooh, I'm generating your actors now. Oh, okay. Okay. You say the word, sir. The word.
2: Do I have a suspense thriller murder mystery for you? We're looking at <clears throat> France. We have undercover agents during the Nazi reign, Mm. during World War II. And we have an agent who has met a stranger who he believes is the person that he is supposed to contact to help with the revolution and trying to defeat
0: the Nazis in France. But it's not – So is the agent the stranger or is the stranger the agent? So the stranger
2: is – a actual Nazi who he thinks is part of the French resistance. So he's telling them all the secrets, but maybe
0: they might fall in love or maybe they just get murdered. I think I, I think I need special agent. I need someone that everyone's automatically going to fall in love with. Throw in world war two. I'm thinking Idris Elba for this. And he's meeting okay. a stranger who's an agent or maybe not. Um, someone that can play both sides. You, you'd love her, you want to hate her, but you don't know. Gina Davis. Mm. I'm thinking role reversal. The agent what? is Gina Davis.
2: And you have that moment where you see her face and she's like, uh, Are you here to meet me? I'm thinking you see Abis Elbra
0: and then. I'm thinking this is... Uh, Agent of a Stranger. A $100 million idea right here.
2: I think with uh, doing all the World War II, I think
0: 125 I mean, he's a name. A handshake deal. I got to get to this meeting. I can do 125 Ooh. Pulled
1: it off. I didn't think you could make that movie for $100 million, honestly. He's <laughs> <laughs> just... Well, all, it's well, it's
0: World War II. It's all over World... You sell you sell him on yeah, the but, idea that no, it's a flip. <laughs> 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 that, that movie would be dope as soon as like. You who's it. the actress again? Gina Davis. Okay. How off I, cut Rhode, Rhode I Island? Think She's of, back.
1: I can't think of Gina Davis at all. All I can think is be- Betty Davis's eyes.
2: Ah, uh, Tamil no. Louise. <clears throat> Davis ass uh uh the Peaches, the baseball, oh. the female baseball movie L- L- League, of L- League of their own. Okay. She
1: she's she's not Dottie, she's Dottie's sister.
2: No, she's Dottie. Oh, she's
1: Dottie? She's
0: the catcher? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Paul Okay.
1: This is mystery. We've,
0: this is a mystery. Suspense. It's okay. Give it to me. I didn't feel bad for Dog Gamble.
1: <laughs> you can feel bad for this. I'll, I'll work with it.
0: All right, so.
2: I'm a We Heavy again. Nothing can hurt me. The We Heavy's, I mean, it's it, really grown on me. It, it's good.
0: Uh-huh. All right, Paul, you have a mystery movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The and title it's I, Mystery Movie. I, I did. I did hit generate again for a different title because this one, it would have been a very hard premise. And I, you would have, Michael Sarah plays a lake trying to kill a cat. <laughs> um, because your original title was Fish of Light. Your new one, though, is Butcher. Ooh. So, Paul, you'll be pitching me a mystery movie Butcher. titled Butcher. All right. Wheels are turning. Buttons are pressing. Doors are opening.
1: So imagine this 1950s America. You have the height of the Red Scare. But there's one place everybody goes and tells their secrets and complains that's the butcher. that's right. He gets a lowdown on everybody's household gossip. The housewives come in picking up their meats there for their Sunday roasts, and he knows who everybody is in town. He might even be suspect, to, or uh, be, have a suspect of a random KGB agent in this 1950s America small town. I'm thinking s-
0: he- small town. I'm thinking America. I'm thinking steaks. Chuck, all, yeah. all the meats hanging in the window uh i'm, I'm spitballing spit on here but chris cooper and then uh i yeah. and then i'm like he said perfect i'm getting um, but- <laughs> chris has s- pause, no idea small small town girl uh selena gomez
1: <laughs> oh selena gomez is of course the russian agent she can play she can play adorable you want to love her but she also has a darkness to her love it she is going to be the person that's been forced into this marriage that she does not like, and she's looking for any way out. And if that's I mean, getting getting money together get through we're the KGP... We're going to have a lot
0: of meat on the set here. It's going to be a lot of cooling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot of people that need to catch bugs. I'm thinking I can do... 80 million.
1: 80 million? Oh, but we got the... We got a period piece there. We got to get a lot of these uh, old timey vehicles. I'm thinking. <laughs> this is very
0: niche. It's very million. niche.
1: All right, I'll take it. 80 no. million.
0: I, I didn't hit the button, I'll but we're, we're a couple seconds past. <laughs> but, all right, 80 million. And Paul, do you know who Chris Cooper is? <coughs> <laughs> Isn't he the dad from
1: uh,
2: October Skies?
0: I did uh, see October Skies.
1: He's
2: the dad in um, American Beauty. He was the bad executive in the Muppets, the newer Muppets movie. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, oil, yeah the, the oil baron. Evil laugh. Evil laugh. laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like,
1: it took me a while, but I got there. No, I could see him as a butcher. And can't you see Selena Gomez playing the uh, role of, a like, a suppressed housewife or a uh, suburban housewife in the 1950s, like, Going that's willing to do whatever it takes to get out of
0: that situation. But she's Even also in turn secrets. She's also a Russian spy. All right, that's yeah. Turns that last round, John, it's... your mystery movie, hundred twenty five million dollar budget, to Paul's eighty million butcher. Do you play or do you pass with sci fi on the table? I'll play. You play. I'll I already have. I have to say, so far, I'm most excited about the butcher
1: for me. Like, I really
2: like That's that. the one that everyone's like, oh, it's great. And then you watch it and you're like, this movie sucks. Why is this up for it's awards? Up. I don't get it. Why do they just keep these long shots on all the meat hanging? And, uh, I just don't get it. <coughs> all right. And those those cars are not from the right time period. <laughs> The thing is there was Chris a Cooper. Prius on the street. Chris Cooper would learn that she's
1: been turning secrets for the KGB, but then it's like working to get her out of it, and then he brings in all his nice skills to kill all these KGB agents at the very the climax of the movie, Gorefest.
2: No, it's not that movie oh, that, that you described is. is like long drawn out, <laughs> boring. No. No, you, you don't have the same no. no yeah, yeah, But that's... you never got to the knives in Gorfez yeah, during the you pitch. You can only do the pitch, and that pitch is long and boring. Right, I'm not John. saying
0: Agent of a Stranger is... No, Agent of a Stranger, you have my attention. <laughs> All right, so we're going into... I put a star next to so the So we're budget. going into sci-fi territory now. So, okay. Sci-fi budgets tend to be a little bit more, so I will be a little bit more forgiving with this. Keep that in mind. It's all going to depend on your pitch if it's something that sounds like it's worth an investment. Because, John, your title is Android of Men's Legacy. Oh, come
1: on. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't. You want me to take it, John? Could that, actually, that should have been the the reward for winning the last one. Is like you get to hear the title, and then you can pass or play it.
2: Not to change the rules on you, Joe. I mean, this is just the bicentennial man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I hit the elephant button exactly by mistake. What
1: was I was
2: going to pitch?
0: <laughs> All right. So, you ready? Android of men's men's legacy. Okay, Sci-fi. hold on. Android of men's men's legacy. Oh, man, that's a bad name.
2: That is a bad title.
0: That title is bad. But you know what? You had a, a gimme, like, dog gamble, and you walked away from it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until, yeah, when I got uh, Helen Hunt and Paul Dano for a comedy. Hey. Mad about you. You Ready?
2: So I have a sci-fi thriller for you. And one, we're going to spend time with a character that we believe is the last man on Earth. Mm, Interesting. But it turns out it is an android. Humanoid android. And this android has to live up to men's legacy of destroying this planet. And you see him walking through the rubble. And he starts cultivating a garden. He starts growing. And he starts finding animals and bringing them all there. And it's a little bit of an art house picture. But if we spend some money in the right effects, we can have a super popular
0: Oscar winner right here. I'm, I'm thinking you, you already sold me. He's, he's an android. He's living up to men's legacy. He's got to be a man of many faces. I'm thinking Sasha Baron Cohen on this joint right now, and I'm, 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 see, I'm seeing bad. him. He's talking to the people, and uh, he's talking to Zoe Uh
2: Yeah, uh, as we all know, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen actually is a very good dramatic actor. He's a good-looking uh, guy.
0: He's
2: very and very tall. Very tall, uh, but he can definitely play that nice, stilted robot. And maybe he starts to learn how to be more human with the uh, the help of Zoe Deschanel, who's
0: a little quirky. And maybe she's a mutant. She's got a little. Boop, I'm, thinking boop, the, I'm thinking the twist. She's also an android. Whoa! Right, right you off just the blew my mind. Right off the bat, I'm thinking. Uh, we we go 150 million on this. I'm seeing flying Priuses. Double, I'm seeing long shots and- of long shots of meat. <laughs> double
2: android. You gotta go uh, 175. Double androids. I mean, double
0: androids. Double, double the android effects. Think, uh, meet you at one hundred and sixty.
2: All right, I'll take it.
0: (laughs) All right. I was
1: thinking Zoe Deschanel was like the AI, like in his brain, just like talking to him, like and remember. Well, Paul,
0: maybe save save some of your own ideas.
1: It's blah blah
0: blah blah blah. You know.
2: I don't. I got. Uh, Chris was pitching to me.
0: Yeah, that's, pitching that's, to that's part of the. That's part of the game. I got. I. I have to try to segue into the people that are going to be in your movie.
1: <laughs> I'm like Zoe Deschanel is the perfect like disin- disembodied voice. That's why I was thinking she's also like. An android. <laughs> yeah. That's just like talking to Sasha Baron Cohen as an android. And, John, I was surprised, like, when he said, like, he's cultivating all this stuff, and then he just destroys
0: it all. <laughs> well, you always John, have that moment. John, John was really starting want. to, like, think broad, granted, not like, oh, it's going to be Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Paul, you are going to be up for sci-fi. All right, Your sci-fi, sci-fi title. The also very heavy sci-fi named "Clone of the Outlands." Mm-hmm. Oh, so "Clone of the Outlands." And okay. I have your actor. I have yep. nope. That's not going to be your actress because I don't know who that is. I have your actress. Okay. okay. You, you let me know when you're hitting that elevator button, buddy.
1: Oh, let's let, let's ride this elevator, bud. Imagine this. We got a movie. We got a movie set in the future. Far-flown future. The unemployed have no place to work on Earth anymore. That's right. But their genetic material is the only thing that's worth worth a damn. So they sell off their genetic material so they can send that off into space to colonize another planet. That's right. We're making clones of the outland that's right the outland is a planet far far away in the Andromeda system but that doesn't matter nobody cares about that we just want to see the struggle the clones trying to build a new society on this planet so the rich people then can eventually go over there and then just
0: you know say screw you clones so you're selling me clones they're like the lower class the dregs of society i'm getting Mm uh I'm thinking Angela's I'm Ashes going... in Space. <laughs> Angela's Ashes in Space is the title of the episode, by the way, so I can't keep keep the clock running because now I have to write that down. Uh, oh my gosh, the time's...
2: You mean, you mean... You mean, I I've
1: never seen Angela's Ashes.
0: It's not that. Um... <laughs> So timing is already going to be thrown off, but we need to finish off the game. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, who, who are they going to be sending off to space to work these like these space fields? I'm thinking yep. John C. Riley. I of I course. know this is going to be this is going to make him famous. This is, this is going to put him in the stars. Oh yeah, and we can I'm just um, send him off to
1: space. He can a little to die uh, and I,
0: like with a broken back. I can shine. get you uh, a Rebel Wilson in this too. She's Ooh, been talking to me perfect. about doing a clones movie for the longest time.
1: She could try to add some hearts, try to save it to the levity. They can play off of each other. You can see the human, you know, dynamic of like trying to find joy in the most depressing, desolate areas that right, there so is.
0: I think we got that. I think we got that. All right, up. I, I like that you're selling me in space. It's desolate, clones. I mean,. And- it's going to be a lot of copy paste from the I copy need, paste copy I need paste million. From the people.
1: I, I, I'm going to need uh, two hundred million. I mean, to make this work, you know, I got to sell dust stores. I, I got to sell space. I can get you space whales. I
0: can get you hundred and fifty million, <coughs> and a bunch of mannequins that can process in the background.
1: I need hundred and sixty-five. How much did you? I got a hundred and sixty. I need 165. I can get you... 160, 161. 160 and one penny. get uh, you
0: 150 million just based off of the Angela's ashes in space.
2: <laughs> nope, nope, not doing it. Walk walking away? i walking away.
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
2: walking, walking away.
1: away? <laughs> it been over 70, 75 seconds. I'm, I'm well, I mean, it was over that <laughs> when you were giggling.
0: You had a giggle fit. <laughs> we all had a giggle fit. Oh, man. Well, I like that you made a reference, but you're like, I have no idea I, what I'm I've talking about. I've never seen the movie. So you walk away, you're not taking 150. <laughs>
1: I'll take it 150. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I got to cut 50 million from this budget already.
0: Uh, Let <clears throat> me generate again. I'm
1: gonna have to take 50 million from Pirates of the West apparently. So,
0: so something else I've been doing. If it's <sighs> an actor that's dead, I've been. Uh... I've been remixing. Wait, have
1: either of you two
2: guys watched Angela? Yes, I read the book. I read the book, read the book too. You had, to watch it. you had to read it and watch it in school. No, I, I
1: went
0: to a shitty public school. I mean, so I did we. It was in like creative writing or something. All right, so we've done five rounds already. Sixth round is going to be uh, your pick. I am going to give you just the random title and the random actress. You will tell me what type of movie this is going to be, though. So this one you do have a little bit more play with. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, with winning from Android of Men's Legacy by $10 million, do you play or do you pass? And since we are doing random, I will uh, follow Paul's... Sure. Uh, in, yeah, before, later. Later, I, let's will, see. I will give you the title, and you can <clears throat> think if you want to play or pass. Okay. Your random movie, oops, hold on. Hold, please. Is going to be Girl on My Ship. Mm, I'm going to pass that to Paul. Paul, oh, Girl on My Ship yep. as your random movie. Yep. Oh, man, the oh, ship's going to eat the girl. <laughs> no, it's a rom com. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I have the timer ready. I've got my finger on the button. Are he you supposed to go? give him
2: the actors too,
0: or does he get those in the middle? Oh, he'll, he get the, yeah. Okay. those. Yeah. Okay. I thought. You, I thought. I thought. You said you get the actors too. Yeah, he'll still get it.
2: Yeah. No, you're but fine.
0: You get. You get the title first. All right. You ready?
1: Imagine this. Netflix loves the rom-coms. Now, we need a forgetting Sarah Marshall of Netflix. And that's where, hey, I got it right here. It's Girl on My Ship. This is about a recently broken up guy who, for Christmas, bought his him and his girlfriend a romantic, scenic cruise on uh, through the Bahamas. Guess what? They break up right as New Year's drops. The ball drops, and she drops him. Now he's out. He's alone on this ship, but guess what? He meets the new girl of his dreams. Boom. Rom- romantic comedy. You got both Christmas, New Year's, and also summer vacation vibes all in this movie, all in
0: one. I mean, Boom. You, all right, you're me rom-com, you tell me rom com, you do some Christmas in there. Uh, I've already had some Christmas success with Bill Hader. Uh-huh. Uh so huh. Hey, perfect. Lovable guy I that mean, you, of course, would want to Romcom, dunk. I'm thinking, uh, Christina Applegate.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They they meet. They meet at a, uh, just one of those buffet kind of things. Like she want, goes in to take the last, uh, bit of sausage. He wanted the last bit of sausage. Boom. Nope. She, <clears> she lets <throat> her go. And then they meet up at I'm, Shuffleboard. I don't know what you do on a cruise. We'll research I'm, it. But I I'm, need money for I'm research.
0: I am thinking, uh, rom com. I can get you. We're gonna sell it direct to direct Netflix, to, man. going to, we're gonna to get, Netflix.
1: We're gonna get. That means I'm not making anything on the tri- back end
0: here. So you know.
1: Yeah, but we're gonna make 125 mil just right off the top, man. Well, uh, you want just you sell you want 125 right mil? No, we need a profit, bud. We need 150 mil to no, make, what make it. That's you would not make how it for profit
2: less. Works. You wouldn't <laughs> make it for less. You make the movie so for less. So when you sell it for 125.
0: I was going to go for 125. You're asking me for (laughs) 150. I think I'm hitting the button getting out of this elevator. 125. It's already over time. 125. I'm good. Yep, let's do it. Let's girl on the ship. Let's do it. What is the movie called again? My my thought, too, and I'm not telling you this, but you know, the way I'm working, Uh I'm loosely tying this into another movie that I'm making. Pirates oh, of yeah. the West, and bam. <laughs> I got myself a universe. Oh. <clears throat> Post-credit scene, Russell Crowe boards that to Shoot his Girl two guns off. On my ship. 125 million. Alright, so John, you will be playing next... Trying to click through. Oh, interesting. Interesting. It's all going to depend on what Paul got up to leave. So I'm going to take another sip of my beer. He's just going to pee. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm doing the pitch to you. Okay, but it's it's fun to have everybody here. He'll be back in a second. He pees fast. All right, so your random movie... Okay, I'm, I'm going to hit generate again because it's giving me Doctor of Men's Legacy, <laughs> which is... I, I'm seeing how this, <clears throat> uh, this builds now. So I'm putting it on random, I'm hitting generate. Alright, your random title is going to be Rebel with Four Eyes. Eyes, as in like seeing eyes. Eyes, like yes, I have. I have two, but someone with glasses might have four of them. <clears throat> so again, wild card round. You will be pitching what type of movie this is, so it gives you a little bit more play. I already have your actors selected, so you just tell me. You just tell me when, buddy. All right, when, buddy?
2: <coughs> Do I have the great? action-adventure movie for you. And this is gonna be Rebel with Four Eyes. And this isn't just like, oh, he's got glasses on, this mother's got eyes in the back of his head, and he's gonna be shooting up, kicking ass all over town. This is gonna be Die Hard in the Old West,
0: kicking butt. So I got a guy He's come to me about doing a superhero movie cuz he had a shot before didn't work out for him but I got Eric Bana. Uh
2: and, Eric Bana, we set this we set this in Australia. He's Australian. Australia.
0: I'm thinking I'm try, I'm trying to build like a whole superhero thing here. Uh I I can get uh, Elizabeth Olsen in on this too. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen. She's
2: America's new darling. She'll be perfect in this. Uh he's got to rescue her. I'm thinking we have an estate full of all these bad guys that he Eric Bannon can just shoot up with his six guns. He's seeing people behind him. He's shooting behind him.
0: <laughs> I, he's got four eyes. He's got six guns. Man, this this is screaming all kinds of action adventure. I I'm ready to lock in for 150. 150.
2: I think I'm I'm gonna take that and, and check to the bank. <laughs> I do a rom com for 125.
1: If <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna do like this huge action movie for one, yours is, a, yours is on a ship though. <clears throat> yeah, mine is uh, on a boat, and also you got to pay for my I, research. Meaning all I need to
2: do is beat you, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Are we accumulating all the money at the end of this, or just do- yes? I hope oh, so. I thought it was just who won the round.
0: <laughs> no, it's uh... You walked away from a whole round too. Collected. That's why I was like, "He's gonna walk away." Uh, yep. I thought it was just who wins the round. All right. So
2: that wasn't explained in the beginning rules.
0: <laughs> hey, baby, <laughs> you learned to play the game by playing the game. The game That's played, Hollywood. The game played me. All right, so I'm gonna I
2: tabulate everything million. right now. I feel like I'm having a good hair day, Paul. What? The guy, the you do I got? Fuck me here. It's tight. Oh, it's good. tight.
1: It's a tight haircut.
2: Looks good. Looks good. Tr-
1: trim, my, trim my
2: beard short too. Ooh, nice. You really see my double chin.
1: Do you still get that like you trim it all down, but you oh, still you get, get the, the, like, the crazy two.
2: hairs on it. Like, like, what like, the hell is that? And <clears> they're
1: like the gray ones too, and you're just like, dude, what are you doing out here?
2: And you're like, uh, it's it's the ones back them. here. My grays are under my chin. Mm-hmm. Mm, I get the grace throughout. And
0: we're just. We're, va- we're here. We're just, that. You guys are just vamping and uh, <clears throat> playing back and forth. Uh, Budgets Paul. have been tallied. Oh, okay. Uh, Paul, with $680 million budgeted it to his movies, beating John's $675 million. <laughs> And, and you walked, walked away from, from Dog <laughs>
2: But who, uh, Paul. who won the most rounds?
0: Uh, so John, you, you I won, won Pirates. Paul won with Pirates. John, you won with Wolf on My Roof. Paul won with mm. Pig from the Mountains because he passed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, John, you won with Agent of a Stranger. John, you also won with Android of Men's Legacy, and then John, you also oh. won with Rebel with Four Eyes.
2: Do so, we, you uh, won more.
0: Do we get a expensive... bonus for that? No. <laughs> the bonus comes on the back end when the studio makes money. Uh, <clears throat> the most expensive movie we had was uh, Paul's Pirates of the West, being a high seas epic fan- fantasy adventure. And franchise. He still did he there, the franchise. Franchise. And then secret franchise <laughs> with the uh, <laughs> girl on my ship. So how but much guys, does
1: girl on my trip? I think is a I think that's a franchise. You got you got out the next uh, Christmas girl on my dock. You got girl on my beach. You got girl on my lake house. You know, you just suddenly work more <coughs> inland. But yeah, it's like you but know, guys.
0: That w- that was the elevator pitch. Yeah. Just a dumb game that I came up with because I wanted to do something where I made you guys make up stupid movies.
2: How how much did Paul beat me by?
0: Uh, $5 million. Oh, that's... Man. I, I guess I'm pretty good at this.
2: If I don't walk D- dog
0: away. Yeah. Dog gamble could have been something. I... I didn't... I, mean, I took,
1: like, no money on pig <laughs> from the mountain. Norman Reedus has
0: got a pig nose. He's, pig He's coming nose. down to see humans. People love him. And Paul, sometimes you have to realize, if the pitch isn't good, that's why you're getting less money for it. <laughs> Trying to fight for more Fish out of the water, isn't always going to work, if it sounds like you're sticking a pig nose. On Norman Reedus. On Norman Reedus. Oh, he was so ugly, his parents
2: sent him to the mountain. And then the city <laughs> built up around him. And he wanted to see what was in that city. Huh.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've all seen and loved the movie Penelope. I haven't seen no.
0: it. No, I know. I know it's Christina Ricci's got a weird no. nose. <laughs> <She's> got, <laughs> a Chris got a big nose. Yes, and Paul yeah. likes it. <laughs> That's. But that was the elevator pitch. I hope you guys <laughs> have fun with it. It was just something weird that I wanted to do to just come
1: up.
2: John, do you have so. a
1: favorite? Do you have a favorite movie? Because mine is definitely The Butcher.
2: That I pitched. Uh, you know, Agent of a what? Stranger, I think, could be real fun. And, I actually, it's it's Wolf on the Roof. Wolf on the Roof, I want to see. Wolf on, Wolf Wolf on the on roof.
0: roof. Yeah, that's pretty great. And listeners, let us know which movie you would go see by emailing us over at bangboardcast at gmail.com or commenting on any of the social media posts for this here episode. Anyone? No? Okay.